We here at A&M Reviews would like to take a quick moment to offer our condolences to George Floyd and his family. We both know all too well of the long history of injustices that minorities face in this country, and we hope that the world changes for the better after this tragic event. This is A&M Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like AM Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at AM Reviews. And follow us on Instagram at Moe's underscore TV16. And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore. Which will be linked in our podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. Um, we're here to review the movie Bad Boys for Life, uh, the sequel to Bad Boys 1 and 2. Um, what did you get from... Actually, let me start off with a little synopsis. Um, <laughs> basically, this is Martin Lawrence and Will Smith coming back. These guys are much older, and they clearly tell you that throughout the whole movie. Uh, what's his name? Will Smith. He is trying to hold on to his glory days, and he doesn't want to retire. And Martin Lawrence is the complete opposite and is fully embracing retirement. Um, he wants to settle down with the family, take care of the new grandson. But there's this mysterious guy that comes out of nowhere and starts shooting up police officers who have worked with these two guys before. And they just try to figure out who he is and where he came from. Um, so what did you get from Bad Boys for Life? Unfortunately, Will Smith did his best to carry this movie. Um, I, I, I know I'm going to come at the gate kind of rough on this one. I wanted more from Martin Lawrence. I, and they played it up. Obviously, I feel like Martin Lawrence sat down and was like, "Okay, we can do this. I'm not running. I, I, I'm not. I'm not being active. So let's work that into the story." And that's what they did. You know, he he's, he's given up. Um, wasn't doing much. He was the he was the comedian, the comedic relief the whole time. Um, so it felt a little like Will Smith meets Big Mama Martin Lawrence. It's oh, like Bad Boy Martin Lawrence isn't quite here anymore. And that's what I was thinking about for a lot of the movie, unfortunately. But I did like the plot. I did. It felt a little bit like Gemini Man. Um, yes, it did. <laughs> because, of the, because of how the story goes. Um, but I did like the plot. I liked the new characters they had. And it was, it was watchable. It kind of felt like for a second, I caught myself because I felt like it was like the cliches of um, buddy cop films. But it's like, well, they, they were like the original, one of the original buddy cop films. So, of course, they're doing what they started. Um, so that was pretty full circle. Nice to see. Yeah, it was nice to see. I'm not really familiar with Bad Boys 1 and 2. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Bad Boys. I'm more mm. of a Rush Hour guy <laughs> with <laughs> Chris Tucker and uh, Jackie Chan. That's, that, that's that's what I like. Probably mainly because during that time, those movies were like PG-13 and these were rated R. So yeah. um, I just never went back to go back and watch them. I mean, I kind of did, but not really. But um, you don't need to know any prior knowledge from the previous movies to get this movie. And I really like that. It had plenty of action, plenty of jokes. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, they definitely have great chemistry. And you can see that on screen. The new addition to uh, the the Bad Boys world, I mean, I I liked them. They were the ammo team. You got right. 
uh, Vanessa Hudgens, which, man, this is the first time that I've seen her in a while look mm-hmm. decent in a movie. I'm not talking about as far as acting. I'm just talking about just like how she looks physically because she looks healthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, in, in the movie Polar on Netflix, it's a Netflix original. She looks terrible in that movie. I didn't think that her character needed to look that way. Like she was almost homeless, but mm. I mean, she looked awful. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it. Have you seen it? I've, I've not. Okay. Well, I mean, it wasn't rated well, but I, I really liked it. I actually think I like that movie better than this one, but I'm getting away from the actual uh, movie. But uh, Alexander Ludwig, um, not really familiar with him. He's the, the buff guy that everybody thought he was the muscle of the team, but he was more yes. like a tech guy. And I thought they played that up pretty well. What did you think of him? I think so. It felt, for a second, it felt a little bit like Chris Hensworth in Ghostbusters. Um, but but he wasn't too cheesy. No, no. He had a backstory that I think I kind of missed. I know they, they hinted towards it, but, I mean, there's so much blowing up and explosions in this movie that I got blinded by that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he had some type of sympathetic background. And then the other guy, I've seen him in something, Charles Melton. That's the real actor's name. Um, but he's the one who just pokes fun at the original Bat Boys for being old, calling uh, Will Smith a grandpa and all of that. Right. <laughs> that, that's his main thing. He, he really doesn't do much else. And then we have Will Smith's kind of love interest or past love interest. Uh, the one who ran ammo. Um I would say past to current. Yeah, they're, they're flirting a lot. So. Yeah, but it never really come through on that. It's kind of teased. Was she in mm. previous movies? I, you know, and I, I felt like I, sh- I should have tried to watch the two previous ones, like right before this one. And honestly, I cannot remember. Well, I think it's unnecessary if she wasn't in previous movies. <laughs> I mean, mm. There's no real reason to have it. None of it really comes full circle. No, I guess in these movies, there's always typically some kind of uh, flirtation that happens with the lead guy or, or, you know, in the other one in some form. And because Martin Lawrence's character, you know, he's trying to settle down with his family already has, they needed to work in a love interest story. And it was it was a bit forced, um, but I didn't have an issue with it. No, I didn't have too much of an issue for it, but it just seemed unnecessary because there was no closure to it, I guess. They left it open. Just like at the end of the movie, they kind of leave this open for another sequel. Um, Thank you. And it, it, I highly doubt that will come true. But it was interesting that they, they left it that way. No, actually, they said that they are trying to develop another one. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and this, the Fast and Furious train. Oh, no. I don't want that. That's what uh, they're aiming at. Yeah, I mean, they, they probably want to keep going because it makes them money. But I think that they should have rounded this up into one big last hurrah and then mm-hmm. ended there. Because these guys are clearly older and they say that in the movie. And I did watch some background um, interviews and they were just saying, oh, yeah, we'll say that for the stunt guy. Um, my knees are, are <laughs> bad. This, right. <laughs> like, I, I can't do all the stuff that I did whenever I was 25 or whatever. Right. So 
I mean, if people want to sign up for another sequel of them complaining about how old they are and want to retire, then more power to them. But uh, I'm not particularly interested in that. Yeah, I don't know how long that guy can run unless he puts on a fat suit and a wig. <laughs> Who are you talking I, about? I'm not Martin Lawrence. Unless that happens, I, I don't see a way out for this. <laughs> keep going. Well, he's what has he done since Bad Boys or, or really what's his last movie? I, you know, don't know. Um, I have to look that up. See if I can find that. Um, his like uh, what's it called? Videography? Like their list of um, filmography or something like that. Right, 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 right. And see if I can find um, some of his his most recent things. He's someone in Hollywood. I think I was doing a little research on him. He's of course still welcome in Hollywood, but he was he was so vulgar, and he never cleaned up his act. Like. Think about like um, Steve Harvey, for example, Steve and Eddie Murphy. If you look at their early comedy specials uh, and some of the not early ones, it, it you know it's it's really raunchy stuff, uh, very rated R, not safe for kids, right? But a lot of these actors, once they got older, they turned a little bit um, to things that were more family friendly, like Big Mama's House, um, and that led them into the mainstream, right? But Martin Lawrence, he didn't I think cross over as much as some of um, other people from his like era of Hollywood in the early 2000s and 90s. Uh, he did have Wild Hogs. I remember that one. Um, Rebound. You remember that? Rebound 2005. Wild Hogs was 2007. College Road Trip. Remember that with Raven Simone 2008. Mm, I didn't um, see that. No, that was that was a fun one. That is not it, watching it now. It's not great, but when it came out <laughs> for that age group, it was nice. Um, Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. That was a, that's hilarious film. Um, Death at a funeral. Did you see Death at a funeral? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I do remember him being in that. That was 2018. That. So that was before his third Big Mama film, uh, which probably didn't need to happen. Um, <laughs> but. After his third Big Mama film, it was um, he had a stand-up Martin Lawrence doing time in 2016. Um, 2019, he has The Beach Bum, which is a film I've never heard of. And then in 2020, of course, Bad Boys for Life. So not much really since 2011. I mean, his his stand-up. Obviously, wasn't that popular. Um, and then he has the uh, not until really 2020 with Bad Boys for Life, bringing him back into the spotlight a little bit. Yeah, and I also saw whenever they were talking about the movie that Martin Lawrence was basically waiting on Will Smith to come back and uh, do this the sequel because they really had kind of announced it way back in 2013, but um, it was just getting Will Smith back on board. And well, think about it. I mean, Martin Lawrence isn't busy. Um, <laughs> and of course, he wants a check. Um, but you got Will Smith over here ruling the world. Yeah, he's a genie. Right. Yeah, he, he has the Disney money now. So uh, he's busy. You know, uh, he know he knew he had to carry this film, which he did. There's no doubt he was waiting on him the whole time. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I don't think Will Smith outshined Martin Lawrence to the point like 
he like he did nothing. I, I think Martin Lawrence well, did really well. Well, not that he did nothing. I think compared to the original films, Martin Lawrence did a lot less than he used to do. So Will Smith had to do more. I'm thinking about the action scenes, even the plot and storyline. It was, I mean, I think the getting old story was a beeline that Martin Lawrence was carrying. Um, but the actual, like, the villain coming up with everything, yeah, that was all Will Smith's character. Yeah, I, and I it, agree and with the that. the previous two films, it was much more half and half. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so let's go ahead and get into some of the spoilers. So basically, this guy who is after them, the villain of the movie, his, his mother is seeking revenge on all of the police force in Miami who killed um, her husband and the the son's father. They're both seeking revenge against all of them. So he comes back to America, starts shooting up everybody and nobody can really catch him. He's almost like a ghost. He also shoots Will Smith in the beginning of the movie. It's kind of like a fake-out death scene um, because they, they make it seem like he died, but he ended up surviving. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff that happens, but just to fast-forward to kind of the end, they end up meeting up and uh, fighting Will Smith and the bad guy, and he finds out that that's his son, which was a big twist because the mother who's seeking revenge never said anything about uh, Will Smith being the villain's son. But it really comes out of nowhere. And it did give me the Gemini Man vibes, like you said, because mm -hmm. he's kind of fighting his younger self in a way. And he's much faster and very skilled. And Will Smith at this point, well, throughout his career, he's been seen as a bulletproof man. But now he's been shot and almost killed. And to see him that vulnerable, that's that puts a chink in his armor. Oh, you can go ahead. <laughs> mm. Oh, I, 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 nothing else. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good synopsis. I was like, I didn't feel like this was a bad boys movie. What, what were you looking for? I don't know. Maybe more. I guess just more from Martin Lawrence because in the storyline, I mean, so much of it was focused on on Mike on a. Will Smith's character that I don't know, I feel like Martin Lawrence is fighting for screen time. Um, particularly some scenes. Particularly um, that motorcycle scene where he's in the sidecar. I thought that was just a great analogy for the entire film. Will Smith is being cool on the motorcycle and Martin Lawrence is tagging along in the sidecar. Trying yeah. to remain relevant. Wow. <laughs> And I really like Martin Lawrence. That's why I'm so hard on him. Okay. I mean, I, I can see that. Will Smith is definitely the better actor. And he usually does carry his own movies. And it's also interesting because I feel like Bad Boys, it was kind of flipped. I think that was when Martin was really on the up and up. And Will Smith was a young guy who was now turning serious in the roles more. Um, so it's interesting how that flipped, I think, in global popularity and just like star power. Like, it'd even be interesting, like, I could probably couldn't find these numbers, but to see, like, even, like, the pay they received back then versus now, I wonder what it's like. Oh, it's probably a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Will Smith has been starring in movies since, I mean, ever since I can remember. Exactly. Will Smith, I, I can't remember exactly how he kind of finds out that he is his son. 
Um, uh, he just kind of. This is. I mean, it was really plot convenient. So they had a <laughs> phrase, um, "La Fuego." Uh, it's like a made-up Spanish term that he and that and the woman created. Um, and the woman told the son to say that term to him, um, and and he'd know why. The son had no idea, but it's because his mom and Will's character, who happened to be his dad. That was the thing they made up, and he just knew that that's what it was. Okay, yeah, because he was almost about to kill Will Smith while trying to extract one of his guys, but he ends up shooting him too. But I mean, why would she do that though? He's clearly gonna find out. Well, she wanted him, even if she wanted to see him. She wanted to kill him face to face. I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, she wanted her revenge because he left her and chose his career over her. And also put her in jail. Yeah, I mean that that's a big reason to want revenge. <laughs> what did she really do? She probably was smuggling drugs or something. So he they really glossed over it, uh, but you know just just I think illegal like organized crime things. She was just heavily involved because the husband that she had at the time went to jail as well. So I think just being a part of I think it was a cartel. Just being affiliated in some of the things she did. Apparently, she was a pretty brutal member, even though she was just the wife, Bruja, the the witch. Um, so she was still pretty bad in her own right. Yeah, I mean, we see that at the beginning of the movie. Whenever she escapes jail, she just stabs one of the um, the officers and escapes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we kind of do see that at the end. Whenever she's going against Martin Lawrence. <laughs> she slices him up. Say he's so out of shape and tired of this. He took a lot of stabs and was fine. There's a lot of people getting shot and stabbed and hurting for like two seconds and then being fine. Yeah. Um, especially the villain. Well, I mean, the son. Yeah, yeah. Was... Shot in the chest and all of a sudden he has strength to pull Martin Lawrence, you know, off the side of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Um, after he reconciles after uh his mother dies. By kind of like a, a Lion King type of death. <laughs> oh, very similar, actually. <laughs> That's what it kind of seemed like. She was thrown into a pit of fire. And then the son, he does not really react. And again, similar to Gemini Man. It looks like the mom was more like training him to be a killer than being an actual mom. Um, so he was already done with her. It's like a plot line we didn't really get to see but have to make up. Uh, I mean, so I no, guess that's, that's why he was unemotional about it. No, no. Even Will Smith, the clone, he was emotional. Was say, he was he crying. He was more torn up about it. Um, than he's not even a real surprised. person. Right. This guy, he was like, is this guy my father? And then she's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's your father. She ends up getting put in the pit of fire. And then he uh, realizes, okay, let me help them save Martin Lawrence off this cliff. And then he's like, okay, well, we'll go home. I mean, he ends up going to prison, but I think if they would have shown him being more mad about not having his father missing that connection, that probably would have helped because he didn't really react to his mother dying. He was just like, "Okay, yeah, he's my father. Uh, Good to meet you. Like what? He he didn't react at all. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, this woman who has carried you. Throughout your whole life dies in front of you and you don't say anything. Right. I mean, even their relationship wasn't really focused on at all, really. I mean, it, I mean, we don't find out she's his mom for a little while. 
and they don't seem to have any loving connection. No, but I mean, still, if this is somebody that you're listening to, that you look up to, I mean, really, no matter what your mother or father is, for the most part, if they're in your life, you still have some type of connection to them and you look up to them. But he just did not do anything. And then he got sent to prison and they set up this kind of sequel thing where Will Smith goes to the prison and says, um, I can get you some time off of your sentence if you just help us out with this next thing or whatever it is. They didn't really go into detail, but they set up for a sequel. Do mm. you want a sequel? Uh, no, of course not. <laughs> um, not, no. I agree. I, I, I definitely agree because even though this was, I think, a good watch, I, I think it was pretty nostalgic for... 90s buddy cop movies. Yep. But I think we've seen enough of these. At least exactly like this. There was well, I mean, that's not even the reason I don't want to see it. Like, I'm fine with the <laughs> genre. And they need more of them. Just this particular one doesn't need to have a fourth. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> it's because of Martin Lawrence. Right? Well, not just because of Martin Lawrence, but just because I, I don't want them to do this thing where become Jurassic World. You know, I don't. I don't not everyone needs to bring something back and then make 10 of them, you know, every year. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And just to switch over to another movie, um, Will Smith, in some of the interviews, he was saying that he kind of wanted to go back to some of his older movies or get kind of like a sequel. Um, he mentioned uh, I Am Legend, even though... We've been waiting said, on that one for a long time. <laughs> yeah, he mentioned it, but he said that it makes it hard to make a sequel because he had two endings. In right, the, I was going to say you have the alternate ending, so yeah. one of them can very easily be a, <laughs> a sequel and the other one can't. Well, I mean, he was just saying it was pretty hard to get that, but he also mentioned Hancock, um, which I'm not I a fan it. of. I'm I not a fan it. of that movie specifically, but I wouldn't mind a sequel because I felt like it was kind of dumb. I mean, the the way that the power was set up and how he forgot and had amnesia, I, I just didn't like that setup. I did I, like that. I liked the whole thing. I wish they would have had time in that movie to make it a little longer so we could have seen their relationship back in the past that she described. So if we get a sequel, I would love to have more history on that, like mythos of how their powers work and everything. I like those things to be fixed with a sequel, and that's why I would like to see it. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the main reason why I want to see the sequel. Mm. Um, not because of how good the first one is, because I don't think it's that good. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of that movie, but I am interested in what what else he can bring to the table with a sequel to Hancock. And I'm pretty sure they will do that because, I mean, Hollywood wants to bring back movies that were like 10, 15 years old and try to make a whole bunch of money off of it. And I think they could with with Hancock. Um, I think so. What what about iRobot? Do you think you want to see a sequel to that? Well, a sequel to that one wouldn't quite make sense because that was supposed to be what two thousand seven. Wait, when did like that the year out? that they projected it is like a year we've already had, <laughs> which is unfortunate because it throws the entire. It doesn't make any lick of sense because nothing is Ooh. like that. Dang, that movie came out two thousand four. It came out in two thousand four. Let me see what the what year was that set. I might be wrong. 
What year was that set in, though? Oh, no, no, it was 2035. Oh, okay, 2035. All right, but I don't think we're going to be there. But, you know, <laughs> if this is in the future, they could do it, but that movie, that movie was already so futuristic. I don't know what else they could do. It was pretty, like, clear-cut. I don't know. I mean, they, there's something they could do with it. Just don't make it trash. That's all I'm saying. I'm open to an, uh, a Hancock sequel. Um, I don't know how you do an I Am Legend sequel. Um, because the world was already dying. I'm over to what he has. Not After Earth. No, we, we don't need that. Um, no, unfortunately, that was bad. <laughs> or Gemini, man. Nope. I know you like that movie. Well, that you know what? Because that movie was so great and a classic that took so long, it doesn't need a sequel. <laughs> said nobody. Nobody said, said that. Everyone. Cinematic history. The box office speaks for itself. Art is art. There's multiple interpretations of art, but I think the majority did not agree with you. But we can. The majority uh, didn't pay to go see it. How it's supposed to be seen. <laughs> Why do you think they didn't see it? Because they weren't ready. <laughs> they didn't know what they were missing. <laughs> Seeing it in 120 frames per second in 3D IMAX. Give it any excuse that you want, but people know what Will Smith brings to the table, and they clearly did not want to see it. Uh, but back back to Bad Boys. Um, did you think it was funny? Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely think it was funny. Uh, in some ways, just as funny as uh, as the originals. But uh, it was yeah, definitely a comedy that I enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't really take itself too seriously. I mean, I, I guess until the end. Mm-hmm. Where we found out the twist about the father and son relationship. Um, there's also a guy who was a part of the police force that's being hunted down by the son. He gets shot and falls from the roof onto the car of uh, Martin Lawrence and, and Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And nobody else reacts. I mean, everybody's just walking down the street like nothing ah, happened. Like it's just a regular day in Miami. Now, I could buy that in New York, but not in Miami. People are, they're more aware of their surroundings for the most part in Miami. I mean, from what I've seen, um, nobody's just going to ignore somebody just falling off from a building and crashing into a car. It's also the beginning, right at the beginning, these guys are just rushing through the streets of Miami and, I mean, putting people in danger. And the whole reason why is because to get to the birth of Martin Lawrence's daughter. She's having a baby. Mm-hmm. And they're putting people's life in danger. <laughs> and that was a fun gag. I mean, it may, I mean, they, they do that for the most of this movie. Um, and all three, really. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, they, there was, they were being a little extra, but I didn't mind it. And it makes sense for that film. It makes sense for this film. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're bad boys. I mean, they, they don't really follow the rules. Anything else from uh, Bad Boys? No, I mean I I am glad they did this. On a, with even with my complaints, I, I don't know how they would have done it any differently. So I think it was a job well done. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be worse than what I got, but it's it's a lot better than what I thought it was gonna be. It's really not a movie that I wanted, and I pretty much just didn't care for it that much. But you know, it's it's good for what it is. I just don't want a sequel. Uh, I, I just don't want to see the build up and the commercials to this. Let's get to something else. But they're going to do it anyway. 
if you're ready for a rating, we can go ahead and rate it. Yeah. All right. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise. And the highest is a banger. So how would you rate Bad Boys for Life? I would rate it just like any classic TNT. It's 3 p.m. on a Saturday. High background noise film. <laughs> Great description. Really good description. <laughs> you know that's where it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, it really will be. TNT um, marathon you didn't know was on, but you caught yourself watching anyway. And they'll play it three times in a row. <laughs> like, come on. All day long. They make sure you see it. Um, but I'm going to agree. It's a high background noise for me. I kind of went in between a high background noise and a low banger, but this doesn't deserve a low banger. This isn't that good. I mean, it's enjoyable. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big blockbuster film. It, it really kind of takes you back to those early to mid 2000 um, summer movies, how they were yeah. the biggest movies at the time. And right before the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> things were huge. Things like this were huge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this did make a, a good bit of money. It made around four hundred and nineteen million dollars, which is pretty good for this movie. Uh, but this is nowhere near the blockbusters that we get nowadays, um, for the most part. But I mean, it's it's nostalgic, but it, it has to get a high background noise. I do want to see maybe a, a couple of sequels to some. Will Smith movies like, you know, Hancock. How, wow. He does so much. And there's so many of them that, that they've already done as well. You heard what I said? What did you say? I said Wild Wild West. I, you know, I wouldn't be mad. They can do that one again. Who was That'd the be hilarious. guy that was along with him? Kevin Klein. Okay. Well, he's already jumped ship from an Independence Day. I guess I wouldn't mind another focus, but I don't know. It would probably be a recycled plot. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, let, yeah, we'll just get a sequel to Hancock, and I'll be satisfied with that. Yeah, uh, they, they can do great things with that today. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it fits in what everybody's going for for right now. Um, and if you turn the genre on its head in a different way, then people are going to love it. But anything else? No, I think that's it for me. Oh, yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and YouTube which will be linked in the description. Thanks for listening.